Welcome to Once Upon a Time in Nibor. Hello and welcome everybody to Once Upon a Time in Nibor by the two film dudes. I'm Gustavs. And I'm Ali. And every two weeks, me and Gustavs, we pick a movie to dissect and analyze, rip and tear apart completely. And each movie, we come up with a bunch of different topics and questions that we discuss and so on and so forth until we reach the end of the episode, in which me and Gustavs rate the movie on a scale of 1 to 35 in honor of the 35mm film stock. We're two students based in Nubo, Denmark, and we named the podcast in honor of Quentin Tarantino's latest movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We're both absolute cinephiles and cinema geeks, and we just love movies, and we're glad we have you here listening to us rant on about movies. And today's episode is going to be about the man with a low IQ but is seemingly intelligent. We're going to be talking about Forrest Gump, and I am excited because this is really one of my favorite movies ever. I really love Forrest Gump. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Forrest Gump is just a universally uh, favorite movie. I I have not stumbled upon a person who doesn't like it. It's just like some people maybe I've heard people like maybe finding it boring at times, or some people I don't know just not getting it to the full extent. But I've never heard anyone like just straight up not liking the movie. It's like it's like I get I've heard people not say of course it's not their favorite, but I've also just as many times heard. People saying it's their favorite movie, and uh, well, yeah, it's as I as I said, it's like a universally just such a loved movie. All right then. So, Gustavs, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, it was actually I think it was actually quite late to be honest. I think I only watched it like for the first time also just like three years ago, maybe maybe two three years ago. It's not it, I didn't like watch it as a kid ever. It wasn't I haven't I hadn't even heard about it up until like quite like I went. I don't even I don't know when I first heard of it probably like 13 but yeah I only watched it when I was like 16 or something and uh, yeah so quite late so it I've heard a lot of people watch it first when they're a kid because it is kind of a family movie well to some extent and um, and then watch it later in their lives and having like a completely different experience and then comparing it to when they saw it as a kid but I have like I don't have that comparison in my life I just saw it when I was 16 and I've had pretty much the same experience, uh, which isn't a bad thing for me. I've had pretty much the same experience uh, all three times, I think, when I've seen it. And uh, I've loved it every single time just as much. I think the first time I saw this movie was around 12 or 13, about four years ago. Like, like I'd heard before, before I watched the movie, like I'd heard the run- line, run, Forrest, run. Oh, yeah, and I was just like, ah, oh, where's that movie from? I'm like, I gotta find it out. I gotta find it out. And then like one of my friends came up to me and said, Hey Bubba. I was like, What? Who? Where? He's like, Forrest Gump, go watch it. And I watched it and I absolutely fell in love with Forrest Gump. It's it's just such a wholesome movie. I really like it quite a lot. And you know, there's a lot to unpack in it, you know? You can either just watch it for like a nice story or you can really like delve deep into the film. No, that's very, very that's very true. It's it's a very Again, it's a very universal movie. It's just one of those, I feel like both Zemeckis and Spielberg in that sense are quite similar directors in the sense that they are just these very traditional storytellers that just, you know, take it, take a really good story and make a great movie out of it with the, just great characters, great storyline, good jokes and still very emotional and you get really attached to the characters it just works like it it just works i mean zemeckis has done the same with like back to the future and you know the polar express and 
Spielberg, of course. I feel I'm just comparing the two because I feel like they're both like these traditional American directors, you know. Um, they're very, very, very traditional, but in a good way. Uh, uh, they just it just always works out for them. Just telling good, good stories, and that's what Forrest Gump is. I mean, the movie is centered around stories and storytelling in itself. As uh, you know, Forrest just tells basically his life story sitting on the bench in Georgia. And um, it's just, as you said, it's a wholesome movie. It's just a wonderful movie. And there's so many, I feel like there's so many life lessons and just life philosophies or ideas there that you can go through. And uh, it's, it never gets boring. It never gets boring for me. That's what I love about Forrest Gump. It's just, it, it, it's always, it always keeps you like gripped to the screen. Yeah, I, I was never bored during this, you know. I'm the, you know, I don't sit still well enough, but whenever I watch a movie that like really captivates me with its story, I just kind of listen, you know? Because Forrest Gump's story isn't about, you know, a, it isn't your typical story, you know? Like, I grew up, nice house, went to job, went to college, da-da-da-da-da. No, it's just like, it's so bizarre and it's like such chance and he goes through like every major like historical event of the 1950s and 60s and 70s right and he's just kind of there he's just kind of living life he doesn't really care about what's going on there he's just living and it's just i don't know it's really cool no that's yeah that's the great thing about it's the energy of the movie and the character itself it's like you sort of you don't like it's not that anybody can really relate to forrest gump at first but as the movie goes on you can relate to it and as you said, you just sort of, it's like a history lesson. You just go through all these historical events, but you're just there through Forrest Gump size. And when you're there, it's like, you know, you could watch, there's like a, probably like a hundred documentaries about JFK's assassination. But when for, when you're watching Forrest Gump and you're there, you don't really care. I, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's different for me because I'm not American or cause I would, like wasn't alive then. But, you know, when you hear about JFK's assassination, otherwise it's like, okay, it's a big deal, you know, this guy got assassinated. But when you're watching it through Forrest Gump's eyes, it's like, eh, it's like, okay, this happened, you know, Lennon got shot, uh, Nixon resigned. It's just all these things just happen and life goes on. Speaking of that Nixon thing, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm a history nerd, so when I first watched this movie, I was like, wait a second, Watergate Hotel. I'm like, wait, did Forrest Gump just crack Watergate? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's got to be the funniest thing ever. It's just like this guy who's living life, doesn't really care about politics, just having fun, playing ping pong, going to war, meeting love is life. Just kind of, you know, did, you know, just kind of, you know, it breaks the, what, what's the word? Just like kind of like exposes Watergate. Yeah. I know it's no, it, it is bizarre. I mean, for me, the funniest thing of the movie was uh, Lennon's uh, when when he was on TV with Lennon and the whole imagine thing. You know, it's like no possession, no religion too. It's hard to imagine, Dick. <laughs> it's like the whole. I, I was laughing out loud just like an hour ago when I was watching the movie, and uh, it's it's overall there's just these little tiny details and jokes for everybody to understand and. Uh, yeah, it's it's there's these all of these like little Easter eggs. They're not even they're not even that hidden, you know. It's just a bunch of historical things that most people understand, and that's the beauty of Forrest Gump. It it doesn't make you feel it like it makes you feel smart, but it makes everybody feel smart. It includes everyone in the movie. It's not like you have to be this huge history nerd to understand everything. Forrest Gump. That's the beauty of it. It's like yeah, you just you don't have because. Uh, 
Because just like force, you don't have to be the smartest to just have fun with it. Do you know? good with what God gave you. I'm pretty sure that's exactly. What and I mean, the movie just uh, turned out to be such a success. I mean, this is one of the classics. Uh, it's just it's, it's up there and um, it's it is a great movie, you know, ended up getting six Oscars, which I think the most interesting one of them is uh, is actually the best editing one. Because as we talked about earlier, you don't get bored through this movie. It has such good pacing. The two hours or so, they 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 go along so quickly, actually, and in a good way. It's it, it never gets you. It never gets boring, and it never gets too quick. You just sort of pace through his life really, really nicely. And um, I think I think uh, the Oscar is well deserved. I mean, uh, yeah, it just has such good pacing, you know. It never it never loses the viewer. It always it always keeps you captivated. Yeah, I have to agree with that. The editing is perfect. Like you go through this entire like he you like all right. So like his back is crooked. He learns how to run. He goes through college ball. He goes to Vietnam. He finds the love of his life. He goes running. He runs for three years, and he's doing all these things and playing ping pong in China and. All of that, you learn about an entire interesting man's life story in a short two hours, and none of it ever feels slow, none of it ever feels fast. You're following along, you're understanding, and you're seeing it all through Forrest's eyes. And there's actually something I want to comment about that, because I was reading online uh, a couple days a couple days ago about this, and it was like, someone mentioned an interesting theory about the narration Forrest gives on the bench. He's like... What if Forrest's narration isn't entirely accurate? What if he's an unreliable narrator, you know? Because in the beginning, Forrest says, you know, um, uh, it's strange what a young man remembers, right? And I noticed this one thing while I was rewatching the movie yesterday. Forrest Gump, in uh, the scenes when Jenny tells him, run, Forrest, run. He's wearing the same clothes, just bigger. Oh, no, that's the thing. That's the thing, though. Uh... Uh, like every time he changes age or something, he's always he's like, there's he has like a very few outfits and uh, through all of through many of those age transitions, he's always wearing the same clothes. So it is uh, that's yeah, that could be a possible theory. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like he's like either remembering wrong, maybe he's conflating the two, you know, memories or something. And I just thought that was just really interesting because I never thought of it like that, you know, like he's just, it's, he's like, I don't like see a reason for Forrest to lie or make mistakes. Um, like lapse in judgment, sort of. I mean, that's the thing. This is like a big fish thing. Then it's just, you know, then it's all about embracing storytelling and uh, just believing in it. And, uh, yeah, having fun with it, you know, believing in true love, believing in miracles, believing in that life is just so much that there's so much uh, there to life. And uh, yeah, it is a possible theory. And that's actually really interesting now that you mention it. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still going to believe that Forrest went through all of this. You know, it's it's, it's that, that's the cool. That's the cooler way. And it's, as I always also do in Big Fish, you know, it's just it's more fun to believe it's always it's it's yeah it is especially in the case of big fish yeah obviously. it's all it's just always it's it's always more fun to believe but i mean the, the thing also about i mean even if it is his own um touching on the fact that it, it his it's the way we see all these historical events are through his eyes and in that way we also see them very humbly you know he he does such big things, but he always he never makes a big deal of that big deal out of it. He always stays humble. Uh, you know, he gets the Medal of Honor, and um, 
he he just he he stays humble of it all and I mean Forrest Gump is a really good person. He just he just he always wants the best and um in the end yeah all he wanted was just you know just he fell in love with Jenny and I mean his I feel like the only thing that actually mattered to him and that made him feel, feel like victorious ever was was um uh, you know Jenny it's it's just it's it's the true love story in the end anyway I agree but you know I want to touch back on what you said like he's always humble he's always like that like the one like one criticism I see of Forrest Gump, like one of the only ones I see, is that like he doesn't go through a character arc, right? He doesn't change, right? He's always still just Forrest. And my response to that always is, and is that a bad thing? It's it's Forrest Gump. He's a nice, wholesome soul. Like he's like, and th this one scene where um he's in Jenny's dorm, right? And then Jenny's like, what type of version of, of you do you want to be, Forrest? And he's like, can't I just be myself? You know, it's like he's not saying that like as a retort or something like that. He's just he just wants to be Forrest Gump. He doesn't want to be anyone else. That is you know? that is very true. He just he just stays himself and he's always true to himself. He doesn't ever fake it. But I feel like he does go through a character arc. I feel like he just we, we see maybe he doesn't. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like emotionally develop that much. But he learns new things all the time. He learns how the world works slowly. I mean, um, you see him understand emotions better throughout the movie. And, uh, I mean, you see him learn things like, I feel like one big thing is keeping Bubba's promise, you know, keeping his promise to Bubba and actually like doing the shrimping thing. He, I feel like that's a part of his character arc, you know, he fulfills the promise. And then, um, of course, maybe it is, you know, uncomparable to Lieutenant Dan's, uh, character arc. I mean, when you first meet that, when you first meet Lieutenant Dan in Vietnam, you think that this is just going to be like, a, you know, a character we're going to see for like two minutes on screen. And then he ends up being this huge part of Forrest's life, you know. I feel like, you know, just as big as uh, uh, Jenny or uh, Baba in the end. It just, yeah, it, it ends up him being this really weird role and how Lieutenant Dan uh, ends up, uh, you know, not despising for his gump, but rather actually being good friends and um, sh shrimping together. I mean, yeah, I have to agree with you. Like, he doesn't go through much emotionally, but he does, you know, go through a couple of these things. Exactly. I mean, and it's just then it depends on what you call a character arc. Is yeah, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, in, in the start of the movie when Forrest is a little child, you I mean you understand first of all he's a child, and second of all he's well, he's he's a, a, a you know below average a smart child, and he doesn't understand basically anything. But he just keeps learning and soaking in these important life lessons from his mom, which are also just so many of them are so clever. I I want to talk about that, how, you know, it's it doesn't matter whether you believe in like destiny or all those things or religion or not. But you have to agree that, you know, his mother's life lessons are something else. They're they're really clever. A lot of them. and They're really good analogies. I don't know if the right if they're if the uh, if they're taken from the book or if they're. Uh, you know, if they're like old analogies or whatever, but they're really clever. Yeah, it's like that weird southern charm, you know. Like for some reason, like oh, he's 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 tighter than a wet basket of fish. Like you know, like that like classic southern like analogy type of thing that you know it doesn't really make sense at first, but you really get it and it kind of sticks, you know.
Yeah, no, that's true. In the, I feel like in the South, they do have these. That's that's a thing that they shine with that. It's these really clever sayings and analogies that are so funny, but so smart and uh, uh, true at the same time. It's it's uh, it's great. And uh, we really have to talk about I feel like, you know, we have to talk about Tom Hanks. I mean, Tom Hanks is just, he's up there. He, I feel like for me, he's just up there with like, I don't know who to compare him to, like Meryl Streep or something. Just, you know, those actors, those actors that you just, you say, you hear their word in a movie and you're like, okay, you know, it, it can't possibly be bad. And uh, a Tom Hanks, yeah, he's just become this really, really A-list. But also I feel like, you know, in, in real life, he's also this really humble guy that just, always tries to do the best of him and he always plays these um really uh interesting yet also usually really down-to-earth guys and um i mean i i love tom hanks i think it's impossible not to love him he's just one of the greats and um this i mean but this role by far is his most memorable and uh, he does such a good job in it and uh, i bet it wasn't easy for a lot of for many of the things i mean He's on screen, I feel like 90% of the time in the movie. So it was probably like he did like a lot. And then it's the southern accent. And then it's all the quirkiness of the character and all the weird, you know, characteristics. It can't could have could, couldn't have been easy, but he does it with such, such great charm. And um, I love Tom Hanks for this. It's it's great. It's, it's great. Yeah. It was a perfect cast role, you know, and like as you said, like it must have been difficult because you know Forrest isn't exactly like you know he doesn't act like any, any like you know, I don't I want to say normal because that sounds weird like yeah a, a typical a typical person right he he talks he talks different he his body moves differently he just does things impulsively and the facial expressions of the acting Tom Hanks makes is just it's so perfect I feel like it really brought you know Forrest it's really what like made me care about Forrest Gump no yeah and um I mean they wanted at the start they wanted Bill Murray or John Travolta or Chevy Chase uh for uh, they all of them turned down the role and while then the novel's author Winston Groom uh he had always envisioned John Goodman as Forrest Gump and I can only, I can't, I mean, Bill Murray, maybe, John Travolta, definitely not, uh, John, Chevy Chase, maybe, maybe, John Goodman, also, maybe, I, I see John Goodman, like, out of those four, I see John Goodman as, like, I kind of see him as a Gump, but, you know, now, after, after Forrest Gump has become what it has become, it's impossible to see any, and, like, anybody else just, like, pushing that role any further, yeah, it's it's just it's so great. Now, I'm, there's one thing I want I'm to talk so about happy Forrest for Gump, this movie, right? You know, Forrest Gump is just this really down to earth guy, right? He doesn't have a goal in mind, right? He's just living life, responding to whatever happens around him. The only thing he really wants is to be with Ginny. That's it, you know. He he graduates college because people tell him he should run, so he runs college football. People, someone tells him he should join the army. He joins the army. Baba tells him they should start a, a, fish, a shrimp boat a shrimp boat uh, together. Forrest says, okay. Forrest doesn't try to achieve anything. He doesn't have an ego, you know? And because of his low intelligence, he isn't. Uh, he doesn't think about a lot of things. He's, he's focused. If someone tells him to do something, he'll do it, no problem. Any long, boring tasks, he'll just do them, right? 
and you know because Forrest, you know he 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 just wants to live life happily right he doesn't have a goal in mind he gets all the things all the other side characters want he gets the shrimp boat company bubba wanted he gets the medal of honor lieutenant dan wanted he becomes famous like Ginny wanted and it's it's just so interesting to see because you really think about do I should I chase fame, money, and power and recognition, or should I just try living my best life? You know, that's what I got from this. You know, like I should I just try living my best life, or should I just, or, or what what do I do? What do I do? Do I live like Forrest Gump and just be the best person I can be with what I have, or do I try getting something I know I can't get? You know, no, that's the thing. It's just, it's yeah, it, it's literally, it's just, it's two things. You know, just stay humble and go for it. You know, uh, Forrest, he never says no to anything. He just always goes for it. He's like, okay. He, he just always says, okay, and just like deal, goes with it. It's like, just go with the flow, you know, stay humble and go with the flow. And that's just the recipe for success for, I mean, not always, obviously, but it's just, it's, um, it worked for Forrest and it could work for a lot of people and staying humble is very often uh, a recipe for actually achieving fame. <laughs> as ironic it, as it uh, sounds, but, you know, it just, yeah, Forrest, yeah, you're right, Forrest did achieve all of the things the other side characters wanted, and, um, I mean, in the end, he also got what he wanted, was what was what, which was Jenny, obviously, I mean, in some t pretty twisted way, and uh, through a lot of, I don't want to say betrayal, but, you know, like, Jenny also went through a lot, and, um, Jenny is a really interesting character to talk about, actually. I feel like, because, yeah, if we're talking about character arcs, then uh, as as I don't agree that jo uh, Forrest Gump doesn't have a character arc, he does have the, you know, the least, the least important character arc out of the characters, because, yeah, Lieutenant Dan has a much more interesting one, and Jenny has, I feel like, the most interesting character arc. She, she, she really goes through a lot. She experiences a lot in her life, and... Um, she goes through a lot. She goes through a lot of pain. I feel like, and at the same time, she puts Forrest also through quite a lot of pain. Yeah, she does. Like I've heard people say, like she's like the worst villain in cinema, like ob objectively speaking. And I'm like, okay, there's probably a bit worse ones than that, but you know, <laughs> it's like she, like she, like this nice, sweet man whose only objective in life is to be her like very best friend, and she just kind of, but like tears him emotionally and he doesn't you know know it you know he's so innocent he's just like okay she's gonna go live her life but i'll, I'll think about her you know that's enough for forrest you know and Ginny is really interesting because Forrest just views her as this really, really pretty hot girl, right? And then we see her as a pretty, pretty hot mess, you know? We see her go through, uh, you know, a lot of, like, we see her go through drugs, we see her go through hippies, this political movement, we see her get hurt, whore herself out, and it's just, and, you know, it, it, it it's hard for someone, like, for us, we see this as, like, you know, failure and, like, shame, right? But Forrest just sees his, his best long friend, you know? The person he could always go on walks with, the person who always helped him out, who taught him how to read, who climbed up trees with him. It, it it's, it's really, you know, it really shows that there's always someone out there who views us better than we view ourselves. Oh, that's very true. The thing is, yeah, I... I know Jenny gets Jenny gets a lot of lot of hate on the internet. You know, ever so often you just see, I just see a tweet saying just bashing Jenny, 
And the thing for me with Jenny is that, you know, I kind of understand because she did like she did just le straight up leave him so many times. But there's two things for me with Jenny. One of them is that she still always made Forrest happy. And Forrest, I mean, yeah, she did, I guess. I mean, the thing is, yeah, again, we Forrest is so like emotionally, you know, he's just emotionally not really smart. And um, so he doesn't maybe often understand what he's going through. But at the end of the day, Jenny did overall make him happy. And she was uh, the thing that made him go through anything in life. That's the first thing for me with Jenny. And the second thing is that I have a lot of respect for her because she she put her life above uh, Forrest, you know? She never stayed because of Forrest. She always did what she wanted to do. And I mean, it, it, is, it, it is selfish and it's egoistic, but I have respect for that. I respect that she didn't stay with Forrest just because, you know, just because it's the right thing to do. But she, she, she did what she wanted to. You know, she did what, she, what felt right for her and it was all wrong, like, but she did it and um, she, she stayed true to herself and so did Forrest. The thing is that they're just such different people that we see it really differently, but both Forrest and both Jenny stayed true to themselves throughout the whole movie. And I have respect to, for both of them it's for that. It's really, you know, it's like a lot of people say that, you know, uh, taking care of yourself is pretty sh selfish, right? But, you know, for, if Forrest saw Ginny sad, I think that would have made him worse, you know? She left. I, I, I'm not saying she left because she had Forrest in mind, right? But what she did was probably better for Forrest, you know? Because if he saw her just moping around pretty sad, he'd feel terrible, wouldn't he? Because he's just such like a simple a simple man, you know? If someone's sad it's, and, you know, he, he's, he feels sad. I... You know, I feel like she made the right decision leaving, and I and I also respect her for that. You know, but it was a little uh, mean. No, it was mean. I agree. It was mean. Like, it, it definitely was. And I see why people are calling her. Okay, I don't see why people are calling her the worst villain villain in movie history. But yeah, but I mean, it was mean, and um, of course, it could have been treated better. But I do agree with you that it maybe was better than she left because that's also what made Forrest independent, you know? It made him get on with life. And it made him do, like... I mean, it made him go through other things other than Jenny because if they would have stayed together... I mean, he would have been really happy, but... Th and then that's a whole another discussion, you know? Is it, like, is it better that he's just you know, happy throughout all of his life, staying with Jenny, doing really nothing but just being happy? Or is it better that he did all of these things and made, inspired so many other people and like made so many other people happy and did all of these great marvelous things and only like got Jenny for the, uh, like for such a little bit in the end? Because, I mean, it's really interesting, but I mean, if Jenny would have stayed with Forrest, uh, and never left, then we would have only gone like a 15 minute movie. So I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the former. I'm going to also take the former. Now, there's one question, and it's the main theme of the movie, and I wanted to ask you about this. Do we, like Lieutenant Dan believes, have a destiny ordained for us? Or do 
we, like Forrest Mom believes, make our own destiny. What do you think? The thing is, you know, this, I mean, this isn't, this is just, this is just opinion. This is, but it's, it's such a fun debate always. I've had this with a lot of people, but I'm, I'm more of the, I'm, I'm more of the believer that, you know, that you do have a destiny and that uh, you don't really make it. It's just, it's kind of made for you. I, cause uh, the thing for me is that why, why I use that is just, you know, that whenever something, when, whenever something bad happens or whenever you're going through a tougher time, you just think about it. Okay. That's, you know, this is what I was made for. And, um, yeah, you just go through it and you know that in the end, uh, it's going to be fine. And that's why, that's why I personally, like, it's such a simple and like kind of, kind of naive thing to believe in, but I do believe that destiny was made for you. And that, you know, everything that you go through, uh, good or bad, it's, it's made, it's, it has a reason and it, you go for it, through it for a reason. What about you, though? I think I, I couldn't, say, between those two, I would have to say during this movie, I felt really conflicted about what I would like think, you know, because I don't believe that we have a destiny set out for us. But I also, at the same time, I don't believe we have complete control over what we do or like what's what what like path is ordained for us. I want to say I'm in, in, I think both are right simultaneously because you go through life and you're given these things at birth, right? And you, you, you know what's going to get set out for you. Your circumstances set out your life path, right? But also, so do you. You have the power to change your destiny, you know? But at the same time, you know, destiny can only change so much. That's what I feel it is. And for Forrest, I feel, you know, I feel he took, you know, he, he his destiny, I feel, was to just be Forrest Gump. You know? No, that's interesting. I mean, it, it is always interesting to think about. And I feel like I feel like both ideas have their own very, very weird and interesting true a truth to themselves. Like, yeah, both ideas bring just something completely different to the table. And as you said, I feel like I mean, I don't know about Forrest and I don't know about myself, but what I liked that you mentioned that was that sort of different people have different ideas about it and be, be different like life stories apply with different uh, both like either of the ideas. Because for some people, it feels like it's one and for some people, it feels like it's the other one. And you just can never you could you just can I feel like throughout your life, you can just never grasp a full concept of which one it is. It always feels like one and then the other, at least in my opinion, you know? Yeah, 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 it's the same. It's like you, you either do one or the other. And I'm, I've never really believed in either one of those, you know? Maybe that's just because I'm crazy, but I feel like, you know, it's, 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 it's better to believe that you can change your own destiny. But, you know, at the same time, you have to be realistic about things. Life is like a box of chocolates, huh? <laughs> Which one of your mom, which one of the mom's lessons were, was your favorite? Life is like a box of stop chocolate. Stupid is as stupid does. Or No, it's, it's actually about, you know, uh, like you being, it's like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of conflicting. I like the fact that she was like, you're no different than anybody else. But at the same time, she always embraced him being different. And, you know, she always, it's like. It, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting that, you know, when, when you're like a normal kid, you want to be different, but when you're different, you just want to be the same as everybody else. It's, uh, it's sort of this weird, but I just like that she, and I like that she tried to push it through to Forrest that, 
you know, in the, in his case, it's the other, it's the other way around, you know, it's like, you're no different than anybody else. She just wanted him to never see him differently. Although in the end, he always does, you know, when he's asking about little Forrest asking if he's, if he's smart, because he, he's aware that, uh, like himself, he isn't smart. He isn't the smartest. And he's aware of this, but he still, he d never does. Like, it feels like there's this nice balance of him embracing him being different. And then at the same time, he, he's just like everybody else. You know, he does all of the same things as everybody else. Just for him, it happens to be throughout these, you know, crazy circumstances, doing these crazy things all the time. What I feel for Forrest is, I feel he knows he's different, but it doesn't affect him, you know? It's like, yeah, I'm different, but that doesn't change anything for me because I'm still me, you know? He can't, he doesn't have anyone else to compare himself to, you know? His mom instilled to him that you are you. You're, you're no different, no, you're no better, you're no worse than anyone else, right? And he, he just takes this and he's just, okay, I'm me. I'm different, I'm me. He, 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 he's not egotistical, you know? He, he doesn't, his ego doesn't, uh, you know... Uh, go uh, and like be uh, uh, it, sorry I'm getting tongue twisted it isn't in the back of his mind you know it's just he's always just being forced he's humble he's kind he's sweet uh, he it doesn't matter to him that he's different I mean in the end we're just back where he started he's he always stays true to himself and that's what's so great about Forrest Gump it's like it's like um, you know uh, it's like a toast for the scumbags and, uh, you know, and, uh, and the, uh, you know, the different ones it's, um, as Kanye would say, you know, it's, um, it's just great. You know, it's like you always, when you see Forrest Gump, you're like, yeah, it's being different is nice. And that's, that's so, it's so, it's such a cliche storyline, but it, it, it always works. And it always, I feel like it always works out in such wholesome ways. And uh, it's a storyline I love. And, uh, you know, I'm all about that just people being different and not trying to fit in always. It's, um, it's always fun. And, uh, I feel like, you know, it's, 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 this movie's soundtrack is really interesting. That's a thing I, I just noticed only this watching it this time. It's so, it's such, it doesn't try to be like, it's such classics. Like it's, it doesn't have like any really like unknown weird songs, you know, as movies often, like they try to, a lot of movies, they try to be artsy with their music and try to include songs that not a lot of people know. And there is just Forrest Gump just playing like rock classics. Uh, it's like, all, I feel like every song that played was is pretty well known. And it's funny, of course, they're playing Fortunate Son when he's in Vietnam, which made me, which made me, which made me um, giggle. But is it just me or is every Vietnam movie had that song? Yeah, no, that's the joke, though. That's that's the whole thing. It's either that and then they also played for what it's worth. The, that's the other Vietnam oh, yeah. War song, uh, you know, uh, it, it's funny and it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't try to be artsy. It just plays all the classics. And that also I mean, because the movie is like this historical movie going through the decades and then they're playing all these classic songs, you know, it's like Hendrix and uh, well, yeah, Fortunate Son and all uh, it's just Freebird. So, such great songs and you just like a sing along I, I was singing along throughout all of the movie and um, the whole Vietnam sequence is really fun though it's really interesting it I feel like it's I feel like it's uh, definitely the richer part like the richest part of the movie the whole Vietnam sequence 
and then it sort of slows down a bit after that and it becomes like uh, it's not simpler but just slower with uh, you know the whole shrimp thing and um, and actually fun fact the whole bubba shrimp thing i remember when i went to the us uh i was uh, we were we we were in LA and we actually went on the you know the Santa Barbara Pier and there is like the Bubba Sh Bubba Shrimp uh, Bubba Gum Shrimp Company there they have this little building there and you can buy like a ton of merch there like the hats that they're wearing and like a bunch of shirts I mean they're they're kind of you know juicing the the whole uh, movie but it's fine I mean it's a fun thing and I was I didn't know that like a thing like that existed so I was really happy to see it when I first uh, went there it was like oh my god you know it's like oh it's the same thing and it's like oh Forrest Gump made this it's just it's just fun to embrace Th that whole Vietnam sequence it's just it's it's it was so interesting to watch Forrest go through like a very brutal and terrifying war, you know, because he takes it with such like you know he, he's it is like Forrest is like with that that child innocence, you know, like he went through an entire war. He doesn't have nightmares. He doesn't have this, and you know he got shot, and his and his first response is ice cream. <laughs> it's like he's like Lieutenant Dane, Lieutenant Dane, ice cream. That scene made me giggle. I don't know why. It's just like he felt like such a child, you know, like he's a simple man with simple wants. He wants ice cream. He got shot. He wants ice cream. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. And, you know, he went to war. He served his country. He did what his commander told him to, at least most of the time, except that one time when he went to go get Bubba, you know? Of course, yeah. Oh, my God. Can we please talk about that? Hey, Bubba. Hey, God. It's, 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 it's so, it's so emotional. I mean, their friendship is... I just, I love Bubba's character so much. Him just talking about shrimps all the time and Forrest just minding his own business, but always listening. You know, it's like Forrest always just like, okay. And he always pays full attention to what he's saying. He doesn't always, he's just like, oh my God, can he please shut up? Forrest's always there. Forrest's always like, um, you know, sticking out for him. I love their friendship so much. It's It lived on for like a few minutes of the movie. I think it ends up only being... But it's 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 such a memorable one, and it is powerful, and it ends up like sticking. Basically, the friendship ends up sticking around throughout the whole movie because of the whole shrimp thing that he ends up doing. Like Bubba's always there, and it it it's so, th that one montage where Bubba's mentioning how to cook shrimp. Like yeah, like you've seen that in movies, like you know, montage of like character explaining how to do certain things, and like those always feel drawn out and tiring, right? But with Bubba, it's like it's this funny like comedic. Like he's not doing it to show off. He's just like he's telling just he's just telling Forrest how to cook, you know, shrimp. Yeah, I just I love they're both like they're both the perfect because Bubba's also kind of like. Kind of like an outcast, you know, but he's also kind of weird uh, with his, you know, lip. And he's like this just kind of also weird guy. And yeah, he's just always like going in about shrimps. And then there's Forrest just always doing uh, what he's supposed to do. Um, I love that scene with the drill sergeant where he's being yelled at and then he's calling him a goddamn genius with an IQ of over 160. It's just so perfect. It's like it's it also it also shows that Forrest, you know, he. He, he's not like it's just such a dumb thing to call him dumb because it's just like how you take it I'm in the army he's a goddamn genius and um, and that's the thing that's the thing about Forrest Gump he he he's like a chameleon you know he just always which is funny because he's different but he always also kind of fits in 
it's I don't know the thing about Forrest Gump is just full of irony. It's full of it's full of uh, polarity. It's like he's dumb but also a genius. It's like he's and like this introvert but he's everywhere and talking to everybody. It's just he's such a lovable character. It is. And I think it's safe to say that Forrest where Forrest Gump lacks in intelligence, he makes up for in he makes up for in living life, correct? I feel like I feel like that's actually a good thing. Like, you know, we we always say that there's no correct way to live life, but I feel like Forrest Gump might have might have cracked the code. He might have been like the closest one to find out how to live life correctly. Just be yourself. Don't be different. No, well, not not don't be different. Just don't be, you know, someone else. Yeah, just straight stay true to yourself. And I exactly stay true yeah. to yourself and all will go however it's meant to. However you want it to. Exactly. And no, no, you're, you're completely right. Like that is I feel like the closest of, of what I've heard of living life correctly and stay humble. You know, stay humble. That's that's really important. Stay humble. And Forrest, Forrest is it. Yeah, he he he. I mean, it worked out for him in a in a great way. He's he's like a gazillionaire, right? As as uh, as he would say, yeah, and oh the Nikes he gets oh so nice I feel he's like he's like a Nike ad I don't know if I don't know if Nike paid them paid them but it's it's a good Nike ad they're nice shoes as well yeah they are nice shoes I feel I I'm pretty sure that uh uh they're like still being sold as the Forrest Gumps you know as like Nike Nike Cortez uh Forrest Gump edition it, it was you know. I, I like there's a lot of like not branding but there's a lot of well-known things in this one like uh, uh lieutenant dane invested in some sort of fruit company <laughs> like when he invests in apple and yeah then, uh, when he invests in apple and dr pepper and dr pepper oh my god he loves dr pepper he does love dr pepper i'm not a big fan of dr pepper actually yeah not dr pepper and coke i don't i don't like either i've never like, had it it's not like pepper. i don't I, it's not that I don't like them. It's just like I, I'd much rather prefer like a Sprite or a Fanta. Oh, yeah. It's just Dr. Pepper is just like cherry cola. It's like it. it's it's I mean, it's a specific. I mean, if Forrest likes it, I bet like a lot of people like it. He can drink 15 in the White House. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, how many times did he end up like how many presidents did he end up meeting? Like three of them. He met like he met Reagan, JFK. And, well, and he met Nixon. Nixon. Yeah, that's. I mean, did he met for? Did he meet Ford? I don't think so. He, yeah. The thing is, also, I feel like when you look at Forrest Gump, you actually see how absurd America's like political history is. Everybody's getting shot all the fucking time. It's like. <laughs> it's like, and someone shot. Everybody's that nice getting shot. No it's reason. crazy. Like poor, poor, poor U.S. presidents. Like they're all getting shot. Like, look, guys, here in Europe, nobody's getting shot. We're fine. Little did you know this podcast was simply an anti-NRA post. <laughs> no, of course it isn't. Shut up. Uh, but I know I'm pretty, yeah, I mean, Forrest Gump ended up being a really successful ad. And, um, and you know, I mean, Tom Hanks didn't, apparently I'm reading here, Tom Hanks didn't actually get, like, paid up front. He only got, like, percentage, uh, just ended up getting percentage points of the, of the uh, gross. Oh, wow, of that course, must have been better. Was, uh, oh, yeah, he got 40 million or something. That's almost yeah, like when I mean, the Avengers was, get paid. Yeah, that was, that was a really good, like, idea for him. Plus, it's in the 90s, you know? Now it's 30 years later and actors, like, you like, get paid in millions. But Tom Hanks, he just, wow. 
good for him. He's deserved it. And he's also a humble guy. So I don't mind. He's Tom Hanks is he's definitely like the far, farthest thing from a show off. I mean, he is kind of he's like not a lot, but he is a little bit of Forrest Gump in real life also. The role fits him very nicely. And the last thing I want to talk about before we end off the pod is the shrimping boat scene, uh, the shrimping boat sequence. I I have to say, like, I know your favorite part was probably the Vietnam one, but I really, really liked the shrimping boat scene. Okay. No, I get it. It is, I mean, the whole shrimping thing and him bonding with, uh, bonding with, I just love it when he, when he sees Lieutenant Dan on the dock and he just jumps off the boat and it just like goes away. He doesn't even care. That's another thing about Forrest, though. He lives in the moment, also always. He doesn't think. He just lives in the moment. He goes. He goes for it. I love it. I do, and I love that that sequence when the storm is coming, and then Lieutenant Dan is just yelling at God. Yeah, bring it on. me. <laughs> oh, it's it's great. No, the shrimping sequence is also a great one. I mean, the whole movie is great. I'm just. I just always love Vietnam. Uh, I mean, not love. That's not the right word for a war, but it's just always. You know, I. I have this, it's, it's, I, I always find it really interesting how Vietnam was portrayed. I find the whole war really interesting, you know? I feel like World War One and World War Two were both these, these really, really dark times for humanity. And it was just really dark. And the Vietnam was just this weird American thing where they were cooking steaks and drinking beers on the beach. Like that, like what... It is weirdly cool. And then, you know, it was a really different war. It was a really different war. The whole thing with um, also another funny joke. Yeah, of course, of the how his platoon was named, you know, Cleveland from Detroit and uh, all those guys, you know, that that's also a good one. But yeah, I mean, Vietnam, one weird war. For sure. And, you know, the one thing I liked about that Vietnam sequence was not during it, but when Jenny asks Forrest at the end, "What did? were you scared during Vietnam? And he goes, I don't know. And he said, the, and the only thing Forrest could think about was looking at nature, you know? He talks about the nice skies, the clear blue sea, the, the desert at night. And it's just like, he's found heaven on earth, you know? He's living life so perfectly. It's almost like heaven, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, he lives in the moment. It's such a such an interesting take on life. It's amazing. It is. And the whole movie is just yeah, it's just one big life philosophy lesson. I love it. Uh, yeah, me too. Who doesn't? So, uh, I'm gonna let you start as always. I'm pretty sure that, that you know we haven't done a single movie under thirty, and I don't, and I think this movie is not going to be an exception. <laughs> so what I think I'm going to give this movie, I think I'm going to give this movie a solid thirty-three. I love this movie, thirty-three, thirty-four. I can't decide. I love this movie. You know, Tom Hanks is such a great actor. The character of Forrest is amazing. You know, Forrest, Forrest Gump. What a true, you know, what a just all around great human, you know? He knows how to live life. He knows what to do, how to speak nicely to others, keep a promise, you know, just live his life and control his own destiny. And the movie is packed with such amazing life lessons and such deep conversations you can have about it. And it's just all around a really nice movie and the editing makes the pacing awesome. The camera work is always very nice you know you know you always see what you need to see you don't you know 
it's always shot in the correct lighting. And, you know, the character, side characters of Ginny, Baba, and Lieutenant Dan, and his mom, all amazing. And all around, just an amazing movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend to anyone. What about you? Yeah. No, I'm also going to go for 33. I had already thought of the number before the podcast. And uh, it is such a great movie. It's a classic. And I love that it's a, sort of a family watch. And uh, <clears throat> it's... Um, yeah, I just, I just, I just love the movie so much. It's, uh, it's always a good rewatch. It, it, it's never boring. I, I could rewatch it like a hundred times and never get bored of it. And I can't say that about a lot of movies. Like I know that I couldn't rewatch The Godfather a hundred times. I'd get pretty tired of it. I get pretty tired of it. Like, but Forrest Gump, it's, it's a simple yet so profound and such like, such a, such a rich movie. I mean, I can't even, like, right now, I can't even really think of that many things that I didn't like about the movie, you know? I feel like, okay, maybe, I feel like the maybe went too, a bit too classic with the soundtrack. Like, I could have, you know, just, like, a bit, tone it down a bit. But other than that, I can't really think of much else to criticize. I mean, it's... Um, yeah. There's not it's much not to criticize, something... but there's, like, a, something missing. Like, some very small. Yeah, yeah, just a little, it's, like, the details. It's, like... It's not the perfect movie, but it's it's just it's just an overall great movie, and that's all there is to say about it. And that's all and that's all I'm gonna say about that. Me and Gustavs love doing this, so we thank everyone for listening to us talk about Forrest Gump. You know, we love the character, we love the movie, and we're glad to have you listening with us. And uh, tune in in two weeks' time to talk about Gustavs. You wanna tell them what the movie is? It's gonna be Guy Ritchie's Snatch, you know, featuring my favorite Brad Pitt performance um, of all time doesn't get talked about enough at all snatch great british gangster movie guy Ritchie, just absolute legend i'm excited i can't wait to see it because i gotta go watch it now okay. okay see you in two weeks everyone see you bye